Welcome to the Theory of DFS podcast. I'm Jordan Cooper, the co-author of the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. We've got a new advanced course that just came out two weeks ago. Uh, You could pick that up. Theoryofdfs.com. It's uh, 10 chapters, new audio, and uh, and, then seven Excel tools for for Microsoft Excel that that James McCool made that uh, I did indeed use for the NFL slate yesterday and uh if it wasn't for the fact that a lot of chalk hit uh may have done better (laughs) yeah yesterday did not go great for me either um yeah i haven't uh dug into the tools as much as i was hoping i was hoping i would come on the show and tell you like i've really done a deep dive in all the tools uh and then of course doing content now for stochastic has just been pretty full time so i haven't really had a lot of time to put in all of the effort with the tools that I would have wanted to. Um, so I can't speak to those as, as much as well as I would have wanted to, but the slate I can talk about, uh, it did not go great for me either. Cause I, uh, a lot of the, the players that were coming up, uh, like just like based on their projections coming up in my lineups. Uh, and I decided, okay, I don't want that much Travis Kelsey. I don't want that much Hollywood Brown. They, they were all the guys who scored touchdowns and had great games. So yeah, not, not my best NFL slate either. For those that, that don't know, cause you haven't been on in a while, right? Because it's we true. were on a little bit of a break, and then James came on, and Neil Orfield of Stochastic, co-host or host of the uh, High Stakes DFS podcast. Uh, for week one in NFL, like I went, I went in with the the macro strategy of we don't know shit. Yep. Like that's that's the macro strategy. We don't know shit. Yep. Uh, the projections are fragile, no matter how great you think you possibly could be. They're fragile as fuck. Uh, so let me uh, basically try to do the inverse of what everyone else is doing. Now, in cash games, I did fine. Right? Cash games, I, I made money yesterday. I made four grand yesterday on 8,500 in, 12,500 12, out. Did great on FanDuel. Just got over the line on DraftKings. Uh, my, nice. my playing Randall Cobb over Jahan Dotson. Ah, uh, didn't work out, reason. huh? You played Randall Cobb in cash. That's interesting. Well, it was projection wise they were they were close. Okay. And Cobb was yeah. in a later game. Like so it really came down to for optionality for me. Yep. Like given the choice, I'll take the later guy so I at least could see what's happening and then like if I need to pivot off of Kelsey and then play Justin Jefferson in my cash lineup and play Irv right. Smith in my tight like I I I went through all the swaps. I put Randall Cobb in there and go, "Okay, now what swaps can I do? If I, if this guy didn't do well, if that guy would did too, like, what can I do there? And it gave me so yeah. much more than locking in Dotson. And then now, yeah, no, that makes now, sense. Now okay. I don't. And like the difference of uh, the difference of what 0. 0.2 points. Dotson obviously probably has a higher ceiling, but Cobb, I, I figured slot role for the, the Packers. Yeah. You no think they put up there. some points, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, why not? Uh, and same for Juju. Like I had the choice between Juju or, uh, or Christian Kirk. Yep. And I did the same thing. I just said, I'll, Kirk's in the early game. Juju's in the late game. I'll just, yep. I'll, I'll, I'll wait it out. Close enough. I got it. So you, you made some money though. Despite all this. Yeah. I got over, I got over the line. I won 65% of my head dads. Is it true that early season NFL is the easiest as far as cash games go? I mean, I've heard that multiple times from yes. people that like you just you got to play cash early. And I have I've never done it, and I did not start this week. I really I seriously thought about playing some cash games though. If this was week ten, I would have lost on DraftKings. Okay. So really came down to because I I mean I don't 
I made it into like the last payout spots of these hundred dollar, fifty dollar double ups. Uh, obviously, head to heads or head to heads, whatever. I don't, I don't know how dramatically different that would be, but I would go. I went down to like the, I went to like the giant hundred dollar double up, the giant twenty five dollar, like the amount of bad lineups there are in there, in comparison to what you'll see ten weeks from now. I mean, it's another. It's like five to seven percent. Ten percent difference. How many? How many weeks do we have? Do you think of the uh, the softer competition in, the first in cash month. games? Okay. The first, the first month, you'll you'll you'll, you'll see it, it'll it'll go it'll go slowly down here yeah. there. Especially, and, and I'm talking primarily of the giant stuff. Yeah. So you're playing the five dollar multi, not multi entry, but like the ones that have, you know, at least triple digit, if not five hundred to a thousand to two thousand single entry double ups. Okay. Like yeah. those types of things. Like you're relying on the fact that, that the the rake is already paid for. There's a, go to the bottom of the lineups. You'll see lineups. You're like, I don't know how people got to these, these lineups. Yeah. Week 15. You ain't going to find many. You're not going to, that'll be like 3% to 5% of the field rather than 10 to 15% of the field. Will they also be smaller contests at that point? Cause yes. those players well, just drop that, off true as well. essentially. Right. Yep. Right. So cash saved me this week. And in, G- in GPPs, like, if I'm going to go by we don't know shit, uh, like, I I purposely grouped out the chalkiest combinations of players. So it's like, I'm instead of just keeping my lineup down by, like, ownership sum, I'm like, I also, I don't want, I, I don't want lineups that have Pittman, Kelsey, and Barkley together. Yeah. Right. Was kind of like that guy. That was a mistake. It's hard, it's hard I mean, to not a mistake. Yeah. When the, you needed the those highest on players. Also, I mean, like I'm taking a look right now. The high, the, the group that the groups that I had d- would not allow me to play any more than one of Ooh. Pittman, Marquise Brown, Kelsey, McCaffrey, Barkley, or Juju. Yeah. That was, uh, that was limiting. Right. I, I mean, it helps that you got rid of some McCaffrey lineups. Juju was not great. Right, but I was way other... under. I was way under on Juju, way under on McCaffrey, way under on Marquise Brown. I still a moderate around of Pittman, Kelsey, and Barkley, but just not in the same lineups together. And then I had a lot of uh, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, which was great. Just not. Yeah. Obviously, it's like some of the chalk hit, but the combinations only because in using the tools, theory of DFS, advanced tools. What I did, Neil. And I explained this on the DFS pregame show with James because they're, they're the tools he made and they're tools that I I, I use now. Like, I, I, I'm playing show. This is, this is exactly my process. It's just that he made stuff to make my process really fucking quick, right? Yeah. Really and much more accurate. Yeah. So uh, I, I, went, I went around the industry. I downloaded everyone's projections and then using very base stacking rules and correlation stuff, and setting like around the, the chalkiest players kind of set like double their ownership. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm trying to simulate if 300 lineups of people that would be using these projections, what types mm-hmm. of lineups would be spit out at the tops of their portfolios if they don't like if they don't know what they're doing, right? Because yep. we know the, we the know chalkiest. that. That a Best lot of times, lineup. even with, 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 with that, we do know what we're doing. We kind of have to like chop the top 10% in ownership and the bottom 10% in projection because you get that yep. clumping effect. 
but so many people don't. If you analyze the, the contest, you won't you you will see people not just with cash lineups, but with lineups that are like, oh, these are like the part part of the top hundred optimals with a stack and a run back from this, these projections. So I just want yeah. to know what do, what do those lineups look like and what do they share? So I went around the industry, downloaded ETR projections, stochastic projections, four for four projections, uh, daily roto projections, every, everywhere, roto grinders, everything. And I just ran 300 lineups in lineup HQ. I used, didn't use the inactives version of it because I don't have enough time for that. So it's basically in the morning, yeah. right? I didn't expect anything to change enough. Yeah, I don't think anything changed that drastically. So yeah. I just ran 300 of those in different stack configurations, right? And then just took all those lineups and threw them in the portfolio correlation matrix. To show, I just want to know, out of all of these sources, what are what players stick together? And mm-hmm. I was expecting, like I go in expecting that Justin Jefferson may be someone that I need to worry about the combinatorics of. And it turns out I didn't, right? And it turns out that he actually was lower on than I expected him to be. He was 12% in the Millie maker. Uh, so I'm like, okay, so I don't need that. Justin Jefferson wasn't sticky, but I saw like, if you, if you were, if you were playing uh, Saquon Barkley, like the likelihood of you having Travis Kelsey in your lineup is really high. Yeah. Cause he was cheap enough to allow you one running. Cause Saquon was only 60, 6,100. If you, if you were playing, Romeo Dobbs, Jahan Dotson, uh, Randall Cobb, like one of those 3K tight ends, like Kelsey and Christian McCaffrey, like they stuck to those because of obviously yep. that's the way the construction will work out. So it's like, okay, I need to now set, I don't want that. I don't, if I'm going to play that combination, I'm going to play some, th- I'm going to play, I have Josh Palmer in my lineup at 3,800. Yeah. Instead, I, I can't have that. And if I do have a Romeo Dobbs lineup, I have it because I have, I also have Chase and Jefferson and I've Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Damian Pierce in my running back spots, right? So it doesn't stick to those. But now obviously most of those combinations will also be the highest owned players. Like, I mean, like it's you don't yeah. have to go and do all that work to know that, oh yeah, and probably Michael Pittman and Travis Kelsey gonna be in a lot of lineups. It's like, yeah. Or or yeah. Christian McCaffrey or something like that. But it's those weird ones. Like you'll find like weird ones that obviously uh I was concerned that with Hertz having high ownership, that AJ Brown's ownership would be higher than expected. Mm-hmm. But in using the projections, that was the uh, actually was the opposite case. I don't remember what the prices were on on those players. AJ Brown um, sixty four hundred. the 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 opposite case was in running at, at. Now, obviously, if you're doing stuff manually at projections, who knows what the fuck you're doing? But if right. you're using any semblance of a projection set and you were building lineups in an optimizer. You're more likely if you were going to single stack Hertz, you would get a shit ton of Dallas Goddard huh. tight end slot because it was okay. going to jam in McCaffrey, Pittman, Marquise Brown, and you don't have enough money for Kelsey, so it's gonna, okay. it's now going to stack because sixty four hundred for AJ Brown was much worse point per dollar than some of those five K receivers. Right. So you would find the Hertz Brown lineups that didn't have Goddard, like two or three points lower projected. But you had to do that if, if you were just like, I just want the top Hertz lineups that like you were going to get a lot more Dallas Goddard. And I would I have known that if not necessarily. So now I'm running right I'm looking at the at the at the, the the R values of all these players. And I'm going, hmm, I'm going to play. I, I'm going to play a lot more. I started, but I'm going to play more A.J. Brown. 
Like, I don't mind these Hurts lineups now. Like, if I plug in a Hurts plus A.J. Brown and then don't only have max one of McCaffrey, uh, uh, Kelsey, uh, Pittman, obviously Barkley. I mean, you you needed like two or three of those guys. It's just I didn't. I didn't have them together. Like, so what, what percentage of players in these large field contests do you think are using optimizers? Because like this, this seems like an optimization. Like if, if you're using an optimizer, you're not going to get Hertz and Brown lineups. You're going to get Hertz and Goddard lineups. But for handbill, isn't that the first thing you would do? You put in, if you want Hertz a quarterback, you're going to pair him with AJ Brown. Yeah, but then you put Hertz, Brown, Goddard. Then you put in DeAndre Swift and like, these players start sticking to each other anyway. I mean, like, yeah. you have to you have to play a low price wide receiver. Yeah, like at some point, it, like the hand, if you want to call the hand builders that are the less skilled hand builders, they're mm-hmm. gonna end up jamming in chalk that sticks to each other anyway. True. It's like they're how do gonna I, they're gonna go and and put AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard and DeAndre Swift to build a three plus one and then go well I can't play McCaffrey, right? And then I can't, I can't, I can't play Marquise Brown. And then I'll play Marquise Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, right? Because it's one to like they'll build that lineup, and those lineups are already represented in the portfolio correlation. I'm building those lineups still exist. They just the the predominance of AJ Brown in lineups to Dallas Goddard in lineups was just so much higher. It's not that AJ dude. AJ Brown was still highly correlated to Jalen Hurts. It just yeah. wasn't nowhere nearly as high as I thought it would okay. have been before the slate. The same thing with uh, Michael Pittman lineups. Like Michael Pittman lineups, uh, Michael Pittman, odd enough to say, based on just running, just running projections from multiple sites mm-hmm. in different combinations, there was less correlation in lineups of Michael Pittman to anyone else in the game compared to other players. Okay. So like Pittman was more correlated in lineups to Travis Kelsey and Barkley and McCaffrey and Juju than he okay. was to even Matt Ryan. Wow. Like to okay. even, even the quarterback on his own team yeah. or That's Brandon Cooks on the other side of the game. What was he? Um, he was 5,500, I want to say, Pittman? Yeah, he was 5,500. So like yeah. what that showed me is that like – I don't mind playing Pittman lineups and I, I could differentiate much better simply by just stacking the game, like pieces yeah. of the game more so than the, the Pittman was being used way more as a one-off than anything else in the game, unless you were doing it on purpose. I'm just going by, yeah. by I'm running 1500 lineups and projections just because I'm not only running like one unique, I'm running two uniques. I'm getting some diversification. So I'm not just getting the same mm-hmm. lineup over and over again. But like Marquise Brown, for instance, Marquise Brown was another situation. Marquise Brown had more correlation in those lineups to Juju uh, and Kelsey than than he did his own quarterback, Kyler Murray. Yeah. More people were playing. If they weren't playing Mahomes or Murray, they were still playing Brown and Juju in more lineups together than in the double stack or single stack type of lineups. You think that's because people are trying to do anything as far as correlation, or just they were getting Brown with Juju because of the price tags and because yeah, they were the price tags, projected right? well? Right. Yeah. So even if you're playing, let's say you are playing, let's say one of my opponents or whatever is play. Let's say they're playing uh, a Hertz Brown lineup. Mm-hmm. Well, those Hertz Brown lineups may have Marquise Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster in it. 
right? Because sure. they're getting they're getting that anyway, no matter if they play Kyler Murray or not. And since Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes were were, I mean, the quarterbacks are never that owned in general. Yeah, right. Typically, but there's a lot of times when the, if the quarterback is like people were not playing AJ Brown, thinking that oh well, Hurts is going to be popular. Like type of thing, like that. That wasn't that. That really wasn't true. And the same thing for Kyler Murray, or or yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Like the only quarterback that was very highly tied to the other players were were Kelsey and Smith-Schuster, right? So like Mahomes, he was the only quarterback. The Juju and Kelsey. So like Kelsey's correlation to other lineups. He was more correlated with cheap wide receivers than he was Patrick Mahomes. But that make, kind of makes yep. sense because if you're not playing yep. Patrick Mahomes, you may still be playing Kelsey plus a cheap 3K-level wide receiver. That does yep. make sense. Uh, Juju was like half and half, right? Yeah. So he was half as correlated home. to Mahomes as he was to Barkley and Pittman and Marquise Brown. Hmm. But, then you, but then you have... Uh, McCole Hardman, Marcus Van Valdez Scantling, and uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling, uh, McCole Hardman, and Marcus Valdez Scantling were more correlated in, in portfolios to Saquon Barkley. They they were they were as they were as correlated to Saquon Barkley as they were Patrick Mahomes. It's wow. a cheap receiver to, I mean, just, just by using projection. Yeah, just by lineup construction, just how just it works by out. Lineup construction. Yeah. But Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was more correlated to, got, to uh, Christian McCaffrey. Like, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was more correlated to Christian McCaffrey than anyone in his own, that other than Marquise Brown. Okay. Because if you're playing Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you're probably not playing other Chiefs in those lineups, and your 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 projection goes down far enough that it's jamming in Pittman, it's jamming in McCaffrey for raw points. It's not playing Kelsey because you already have one Chief in your lineup without the stack. Yeah. So like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, based on just industry projections, route wide was the li- was the least correlate. Him and James Conner were the two least correlated players to that own game, but still highly correlated to up to the chalk pieces. Because so of the price tags. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, especially if you're playing like uh, like small field stuff, like simply playing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire instead of the Chiefs or the Cardinals, but still playing Michael Pittman and Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. and Christian McCaffrey wasn't good at the, it's not those you would look like other ceh lineups right based on that so like uh i mean this is this, if you think about it it's all common sense because the way that price and position works out but yeah the fact that i could plug everything in into a fucking excel spreadsheet and have it essentially tell me because that the things that i could think about and go is, is this too much is, is it are people going to do this too much or whatever like Yes, the highest-owned players, yes, they're going to stick to each other. That's the reason, you know, because they're priced. But you see other things and go, wow, if I just play Josh Palmer in this spot, like, that just, it breaks everything, right? Yeah. Like, no one's, like, no one's, he's he's 4% owned. And, like, but, but these other cheap wide receivers, like Dotson or whatever. So it's like, if I'm going to make that type of construction, let me use Josh Palmer 
And then instead of playing McCaffrey and Barkley together, instead of McCaffrey, I play Alvin Kamara. And then boom, yeah. all of a sudden my ownership sum goes down 20. My projection goes down like three or four points. But I'm significantly different. But I'm still chalking the rest of the spots. So I'm still I'm still fine. So like like this past week, my portfolio was is a we don't know shit portfolio. I spread I spread I had one of the hot the, the widest spreads. I played 150 lineups in large field, which is not all in the same contest. I played 50 in this movie. Okay. I played like thirty in the slant. I played. I mean, it's just one hundred and fifty across. And did even play. in the even in the five dollar milli, you weren't willing, willing to play one hundred and fifty in it. No. All right. Right. It's all in relation to how much money I'm playing in cash. So, like, as I add, because okay. I'm also I also played twelve hundred dollars in single entry three max lineups. So I played three three max in the power sweeps. I focus on those more than the, even the, the larger builds. But in the okay. one hundred and fifty lineups, I had no player more than twenty one percent exposure to like i was just really flat i played 14 different quarterbacks i played all i don't the even defenses. i mean i just really just woof and i tried to get his I, I got i had a lot of jamar chase a lot of justin jefferson a lot of the high priced wide receivers that people weren't playing as much tyreek hill keenan allen right that didn't work out t higgins he got he got hurt uh yeah because people were going to play like more high price running backs and low price wide receivers. So I'm like, how do I flip this build? I ended up with double the amount of Steelers at defense, but uh, I mean, not, nice. not enough. Steelers, that's, they're, they're another, uh, they projected really well for Stochastic. And I like the first run that I did, I was getting all this like 40 or maybe even 50% Steelers. So they're one of the lineups. I, I set a hard cap on defenses at like 20% because I was like, this is just it's going to take me too much time to try to change projections and worry about it. Uh, so I just set a, a hard cap on all defenses because I was getting a ton of Steelers. And of course I went out of my way to get uh, more Cincinnati instead. And that did not work out. I'm trying to find my lineups now just to see where I actually ended up. This is you usually have a pretty good idea of what I did uh, after the slate. But as you know, I just got back from vacation and I didn't uh, spend you quite as much vacation? time. Oh yeah. I played on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> We, I mean, you're talking about the slate. I'm not going to take the slate off. Uh, I cannot even find my lineups now. Um, oh, well. Uh, but yeah, I played. Not even worth um, finding. You did horribly. I did, I did horribly. Yeah. And it was, this is actually, I, I really did not enjoy this slate as much because on both FanDuel and DraftKings, there were $5 millions, which just meant like, you know, even beyond like the regular, like you need to beat 200,000 people to win. Now you have to beat 700,000. And that's just like, Unfair, like there's no way I'm going to win this. So it was like, uh, even for me, as somebody who loves large field GPPs, these were big enough that I was like, I, I just don't even really want to spend that yeah, much time worrying about these contests. 1.12 million entries in the, the main $5 DK GPP. Is that right? I thought it was 700,000 or something, I, but oh, I, actually, I think, I think I think you are right. Yeah, it was yeah, over so a was, million entries. Yeah, so that for me, that's even that's not even that much fun. Like that at that point, it really is just a lottery ticket. I mean, well, obviously, that's why still... I only played fifty lineups into it. Two hundred fifty. Yeah, bucks I, I get it. I get it. I didn't enjoy it that much, so I get it. But after, but in my after I did all the stuff with the portfolio correlation matrix, which is a tool that's in the advanced players course, theoryofdfs.com. Uh, so that was that to me. That's the spy tool. So I just use that to like, okay, what are the combinations and what types of lineups that look like, and then. Now I aggregate all the projections together. I don't equally aggregate them, but I aggregate them to some extent. 
And then, then I, then now it's a matter of what lineups do I build? Now, I purposely, from a macro strategy, wanted to play as much leverage off of the chalk as possible. Within reason. Yep. I, like I said, I'm not playing more than like 20% of a player. So like, sure. I would basically purposely cap like Pittman, Brown, Kelsey, McCat, like all those guys that I don't want the combinations of. I still want them, but at a max of like 10% of my lineups, right? Yeah. So if Pittman's in a lineup, it's not in a lineup with Kelsey or McCaffrey or Barkley, but I still right. got him in 10% of my lineups. Uh, and then boost all the players that are negatively correlated to them. So like, so you played a lot of Eric, Alec Pierce. You did the smart yeah. thing like I did and played yeah. Alec Pierce. I played Pierce. I played Campbell. I played Mo Alley Cox at tight end. I played, I played AJ Brown, AJ Green. Uh, yep. Uh, I played, you know, Marcus Valdez Scantling, McCole Hardman, a lot of DJ Moore off of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking through here. I feel like I missed by not playing Clyde. I didn't play Clyde as yeah, far as I, I remember much at all. Also, I should have played him. I played every receiver, but I did not play Clyde Edwards Zillaire. But that was my purpose and tech. And uh, I also uh, played uh, a bunch of the, the Steelers receivers, Deontay Johnson. Yep. When I say a bunch, it's like I put them in at five. Right. Right. Because if I didn't put any min, I wouldn't get them at all. So yeah. it just came down to like, just give me some, 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 some. So I did that. I did that in four different stack combinations. And I was planning on playing not double stack, not as many double stacks. Because I thought the typically in the beginning of the year the offenses aren't aren't as good as the defenses, uh, the totals were low, and uh, I didn't I didn't necessarily see enough value on certain teams outside of maybe the Chiefs, right? Maybe uh, I mean maybe what what other, what other team? Maybe uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was just putting together combinations of four different three hundred lineups because that's what lineup HQ could build up to, and I did every com I did the stat that those combinations, but I also always like including for me purposely, uh, a secondary correlation. I heard a speaker yelling at me, so I'm gonna make sure I'm not connected to something. Um, sorry, I'm uh, signals from outer space. I, it sounded like my wife's speaker. Oh, my wife's speaker is in this. I forgot. I oh, hang on one second. Your wife's speaker is in this office. Yeah, it, I forget what the reasoning was, but uh, for some reason, she brought it upstairs. But then we didn't want it in the bedroom because it sometimes speaks to us in the middle of the night. So we didn't want it speaking to us in the middle. Of, so before our vacation, I was just like, "Can you take this and put it in your office?" And I just what type threw of it speaker? in here. Are we talking about something like like an Amazon product? So Just what like, is a Bose speaker? What is it saying? It's saying connected to AOISISUS. I like telling us that I'm connected to some random okay, shit. But uh, I, I, okay, I can just turn this off. So it's a speaker just for music. Like you just... <laughs> uh, Does it tell you the plays? It, yeah, I wish. I wish it would tell me the plays. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Fade Christian McCaffrey. Fucking turn off is what I'm trying to. All right, I'm just going to. Uh, put it in a drawer and it'll be quieter. Right. That'll, you that'll gotta muzzle your speaker. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, getting getting back to, to to my process, I I took three hundred lineups of four different stack combinations. So single stack, single 
Single stack, single stack with a run back. Double stack, double stack with a run back. Uh, took 300 of each with those exposure numbers and playing no player more than 20%. Mm-hmm. Right? And like no defense more than 10%. Like, I mean, just like really just eh, uh, no, knowing that I'm going to get cl- and two unique players, knowing I'm going to get clumping. Right? But I'm going to trim all those out anyway. So 300 lineups. Now I have 1,200 lineups. I throw that into the portfolio trimmer tool now, which is part of the theory of DFS.com. Throw that in, and I could immediately get rid of the highest-owned lineups and the lowest-owned lineups in one click, just like that. Yep. And then I got I, from 1,200 lineups, I'm down to like now 900, right? And now I'm look now I go quarterback by quarterback. Because mm-hmm. that's the key to it every every whatever. And I smart trim each quarterback. Now smart trim is what is basically as the projection goes down, the ownership sum has to go down also. So okay. you sort by projection, like the ownership sum. So if like if a lineup is at 130 projection, 100 ownership. The mm-hmm. next lineup is 129 and it's at 110 ownership. It'll just get rid of it because it's yep. a lower projection and not as high. Okay. So it does that automatically for me. Cool. Okay. Now, obviously, if you're way off on ownership, it's going to be a problem because yep. you're going to get, right. oh, you, if I, let's say I put ownership on Michael Pittman of 1%. He would literally end up in all of my lineup, right? Smart. Yep. Tr- I mean, because he's obviously way too low owned for his projection, right? Yep. So it you have to be careful on that. Like, like you may get a lot of some certain people that, are low, too low owned, and if you if hey if you want that much variance in your portfolio, that's perfectly fine. Uh, you, did you do uh, an aggregator for uh, ownership projection as yes. well? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, of course, not weighted weighted in the way that I want to weight it. Yeah, and yeah. I may have made some manual adjustments. Okay. Right. So even in the aggregate, I'd be like, mm, does he, he'll be he'll be he'll be twenty five. He well, he's not going to be like I think I Pittman was the aggregate had him at like twenty point five, and I'm like, nope, twenty four. Right. Yeah. Or Barkley at like sixteen point eight, and I'm like, nope, twenty one. Like just yep. going, just immediately, just like, nope, he's over. I I know. I don't know where that comes out from from the bottom, but I know that I need to get these players right. I don't care about, you know, the oh difference between one and a half percent and two and a half percent. Like that's not going to make that much difference. Yeah. Uh, Wait. Uh, did you in, in doing your aggregating the ownership projections? Are you doing it from do you, do you break it down the same way you do the projections, the points projections, like, you know, the way you weight them, is it no, weighted the same definitely. way? Okay. Andrew, I asked because I know as we have talked about several times, uh, as you have kind of taught me, uh, because the ownership projections are largely based on the projections of the site, what you're going to get based on the site's projections. Um, wouldn't it, I mean, they're correlated they're, to some degree. Yes. Yeah. Right. But to, to, I, yeah. I, it depends on how much I trust, Certain projections over others, a certain ownership over others, and yep, yep, okay. I weight them accordingly, uh, yeah. and also, own, uh, projections wise, when I do the portfolio correlation matrix, I weight them based on field usage, not on what I believe they should be weighed on. Sure. Which basically means that in in when I when I try to spy on the field. I weigh ETR's projections higher. Yep. Right, because I, I more of the more of the field uses ETR's projections for NFL 
than any other place. Yeah. Which also means they use the ownership projections more than any other place. And I don't necessarily necessarily agree with their ownership projections on certain players a lot of the time. Okay. Yeah, so that that's makes what sense. I'm saying. What what I'm using the what do I what do I think the field's gonna do? I don't care about how accurate the projections are. If that's what they're using to build those lineups, I want to see what those lineups look like. So it doesn't matter to me what it is. But when I'm making my own lineups, yeah, I want the most accurate shit for my own sh- right. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so after I do all the quarterbacks, so I just go through, I sort by quarterback, and I go, let me trim all the Winston, J- the Jameis Winston lineups. Let me trim all the Murray lineups. Let me trim all, like, just, I could have 110 of these lineups, and now I'm down, from 110, I get down to 27, right? That are okay. sorted so you, by you decide versus. before you start doing this how much you want, your proportions that you want of each yeah, quarterback? Yeah, that's already in, that's already in there. That's in okay. my 1,200, and now it's 900. And then I just go by, by each quarterback. Uh, I trimmed that all down. I got down to, I think, 183 lineups by doing that. Then I took the 183, and I put it back in the portfolio correlation matrix to see what my portfolio looks like. I don't, if I went in and I was like, okay, you have 70% of this guy, and I'm like, do I want 70%? Do I want that much risk tolerance? Now, it's most likely I'm not going to have that much of one guy because I've set so many constraints in the actual lineup building process. That unless a guy is like two percent owned and projects for forty points, yeah. probably that's probably not going to happen. But I still want to double check, so I put I put that in and I saw that I had uh, way too much Romeo Dobbs that I wanted. Uh, way too much. Who do I have? I have I had a lot of I had a lot of Camaro. I didn't necessarily want that much Camaro or whatever. So I, basically. Once I saw that in the portfolio correlation matrix, I had basically what thirty three lineups to trim from mm-hmm. my original set down to because you didn't want to pony up the extra one hundred sixty five to enter 30, 33 more right, lineups. No, in right, the... no, I already have everything all sorted. I already have the other sheets, so I'm not sure. Sure, I don't have to do that in Excel again. No, get the fuck out of here. So the thirty, I just went through manually. I just said, okay, you know, let me let me see where where's uh, find Romeo Dobbs, sort by Romeo Dobbs. You know, just uh, sort by whatever, and then just go through the lineups and go, okay, well, I'm going to get rid of this lineup, get rid of that lineup, and just manually, like, who, who do I have a little too much of that for risk purposes? I'm just like, eh, maybe, maybe don't have as much of that. And I just got rid of 33 lineups manually. I got my 150, cotton pays, into DraftKings, you're done. Bing. How, how long did this process take you? Uh, the long, the, truthfully, the longest part of doing all of this is building the lineups in the, is, is, is generating the lineups in the builder. Okay. If that, if that, if, if, for instance, if it took to build 300 lineups that look with all those things, if that took a second to do, my entire process would have been about eight minutes long. Wow. But it takes longer than that. Right. Because now, right. Because of the three, I'm building three, because now I'm building 300. Remember, I'm building the original ones to spy on my opponents and then put that yeah. in the portfolio correlation. And then I still have to build four more. And these are all 300 builds. And depending on how many settings you put in, the original yeah, ones are easy because I'm doing very default stuff because I'm just like, what are the, what are the most common ones look like? So those yeah. I could build like typically 300 in lineup HQ is a little, a little, maybe a less than a minute, yeah, 50 seconds or something. Okay. I'm doing four of those. Okay. Four or five of those. Okay. So that's five minutes. But then once you start putting in stack configurations and exposure, whatever, those 300 builds could take four to five minutes. 
Yeah. Sometimes seven, eight minutes, depending on how, how, many, how many people are using whatever. So it's like, now I'm building four of those. Right. So that's like 20, 25 minutes right there just waiting on, okay, I got one build, exporter, put it in. Okay, now go. Now, typically, at that point, now I'm going over to another instance of lineup HQ for FanDuel and worrying about my FanDuel cash lineup or something. Like, I'm working on something else while that's going on, so I'm okay. just sitting there. Uh, but, yeah, it, so, like, generating the lineups in lineup HQ, total minutes is, like, 30, maybe. Okay. But it's, like, the actual process is, like, 8 to 10 minutes. Like, if I could do that, like that, yeah, obviously, uh... like, if you did it yourself in Python... I mean, you'd be, you'd be done. I mean, this would be a sure. 10 minute process at, at most. Yeah. And that's, well, that's well, if you did your process much faster than mine. The Excel. So like, you'd be able to do this in two minutes, like grand total yeah. in two minutes. Uh, but it's, this is much quicker than, and more accurate. It's like, it's, it, it's not, I'm not estimating anything. I'm just like, no, I'm just, uh, what type of lineups, what, and then I have a nice, and I wanted a nice diverse portfolio anyway. Yeah. And, and 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 I got it. And then from there, I played twelve lineups in single entry three max. And since I geared my lineups, kind of like at the top end of those type, the the bottom end of those types of contests. Mm-hmm. Even though it's large field, it's like I I typically will play much more contrarian in single entry three max, as long as it's high enough projection. So in those right. hundred and fifty lineups, I went back in the portfolio trimmer, and I trimmed all the like. Like basically three quarters of the lineups that had too low of a projection. So it's like I, I mm-hmm. need lineups that have at least this projection. Got rid of those. So now I'm I'm down I have seventy five lineups to choose from. And like, okay, I've got I'm building twelve. I need twelve of these. Right. And then just going through it's like, okay, do I want to play and do I want to play Wandell Robinson and, and no. Right? And just decide right there. Like, okay, get rid of those. Okay, those are eight lineups gone. Do I want to play this guy? Like and I just keep on going until I get, it's like, okay, I, I, I don't mind playing Marcus Mariota. Hey, Marcus Mariona, Kyle Pitts, Michael Thomas. That's interesting, but I don't want to yeah. play fucking four out of 12 of my lineups. Like I'll pick, right. let me, let me sort by Marcus Mariota and pick the, and these lineups are close enough as it is that I've just eyesighted and just go, which is my favorite Mariona lineup? Right. Is there one with Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase in it? Okay. That, okay. I'm playing. And then I'd, Cut and paste that one into my DK file. And then the other, like, four that were there, I just clear out. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, I want to play two Patrick Mahomes lineups. Well, which two do I want to play? And then on my other sheet, I could see the other lineups in the in Excel. So I could go, like, okay, I don't, I've already played, I already played, uh, uh, you know, Joe Mixon in these first three lineups. Okay, I'm going to go to, I want a Derek Carr lineup, but not one with Joe Mixon in it. Like, like. And that's how I get the diversification in my twelve. But I'm just picking twelve out of the ones that yeah. I've already I've already made. And that yeah. well, how long does that take? Five minutes? I mean, like it didn't yeah, take too long at all. And then I up and then I have a separate file to upload that DK entries, small field, I call it, and upload to done. Done there. Boom. You have a very. I mean, that's a very efficient process for for how much is involved in it, how much thought is involved in it. Uh, you've got it down to a very efficient, much more efficient than my process, which takes hours on Sunday morning. Uh, well, because what, I don't do. Why, that's why you need to get the tools. That's why I need to figure out how to tools. use them. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I could, I've, I've got the tools. They sent them. You sent them to me, so I've got the tools. I'd be in the same position as you. Like last NFL, I would wake up at nine in the morning. 
right? Because I would do, I, sometimes I would do it Saturday before, but now I, I've learned that it's better to save the wait for the Schefter tweets and you get more accurate projections. I would wake up at nine, start listening to whatever streams, typically stochastic. You know, uh, I don't I don't know if Adam's no longer on the, the early show. The, 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 Maybe he got himself off it. I don't, I don't know. Right. Maybe he got himself. But typically it was Josh and Adam. Uh, now it's, I think, Josh yep. and Greg, which I don't mind. Uh, yep. but, I, but I always like listening to Adam. Uh, and then I turn on the Roto-Grinder shows because I feel contractually obligated to do so. I typically, <laughs> Alex and Ben and Ben in the beginning, and then 1030, I switch over to Dean and whatever. And yep. at that point at 1030, I'm so busy in what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm not I, listening I, it's, anyway. It's just background noise anyway. Uh, so Sometimes like, I like those on stochastic at that time. That's when the injury news comes out. So we have like a half hour. They go over the injury news. So I sometimes do come back for that to hear like, cause sometimes there's like, you know, offensive linemen. I'm like, I don't really know how this affects things, but these guys do. So I'll listen to that right. show. But then at 10 30, my process last year was okay. 10 30. Like this, I'm going to be working on this from 10 30 until right at lock at one o'clock. Right. Yep. Cause I'm going to be rebuilding this thing like 50 times Going through, okay, this group, I need to set up this group here and that group there and no more of this and this thing like that. Then building 300 and curling it down and then going like this and then going like that then flipping it over and then then really building again, saving these 10 lineups and then, then going through, eliminating manually one by one. Well, this one is too owned than this one and this one is too owned. Oh, I, oh, this, this ownership is wrong. Let me move that. I, and then whatever like that, to me, it's like now... I'm doing the same exact things. It's just that it's being done. It's like yeah. efficiency wise, it's being done for me because the problem in lineup HQ is that I can only build 300 lineups at a time. And I want to build way more than that. Right. And then once you build, you can build 300 at a time in each build, but you can't like, you can only save 1500 lineups in lineup HQ in, in the browser cache. And the builds aren't, they're, they're next to each other. You're not getting the same lineups in each build. So I can't compare a lineup from one build to a lineup in another build without exporting that. And Okay, then what's right. what now what do I do? Well, I need something. Yep. I need a spreadsheet to put this in. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe uh, James can make me something that I can do that in. Well, he did. And that's why it's in the course. That's why it's in the course. Yeah. Right? Because that's part of the process. So it's like, like, dude, showdown? I played Thursday showdown. I built 3,000 lineups. Damn. Because I would... Uh, no, I mean, I probably I, did too, actually. <laughs> 2,700. I, I had nine captains. Yeah. And based on my rules, I just... 300 lineups. Unique players won because it's showdown. There's not many choices. Yeah. And I used projections, threw the projections in Excel, threw the, threw the ownership, threw everything in Excel. 300 lineups with each captain. You throw it in. We have a duplication predictor, Right. Using ownership sum, uh, ownership products as well as the salary bands, it'll give you an estimation of what what duplication factor is on all your lineups. Cool. Twenty seven hundred lineups. You throw that in. Right? Hate that. Wish you had. Wish you hadn't done it. By the way, but that's cool. Right. <laughs> you throw that in, and then I eliminate eighty percent of the lineups because they're too duped. Yeah. Uh, and then I got what? I got like three hundred, four hundred lineups left. Throw that in the portfolio trimmer. Right. And then sort by captain. Right. Okay. I got, yep. uh, you know, whatever last night I didn't play that many lineups. I only played one lineup last night. Uh, that did horribly because the Cowboys suck. Yeah. Uh, it was t- but back, but back it basically go captain by cap. Oh, it was the Rams game. Right. So it'd be like, 
Yep. Okay, Cooper Cup captains. Okay, I got uh, 33 lineups. Okay, smart trim it. Okay, now I got seven. Okay, move seven over there. There you go. Whatever smart, you know, whatever thresholds I want and just cut cut those out. If I, because if I didn't do it by captain, I may end up with like 80% of one captain because yeah. they just happen to be, like, I just want more diversity there. Yeah. But it's like, dude, that, like, tonight for showdown or whatever, and I mean, it'll, by the time people listen to it, it'll be the next day probably. Okay. Uh, like, the process of, of running showdown lineups, it's under 10 minutes. Oh, for me, it t- showdown takes me a long time, too, just because I, I tinker just a lot uh, be- because my process doesn't involve, like, any kind of ownership cap. So I'm, like, setting individual – I'm going through and changing projections to make sure that my lineups get, you know, uh, ownerships that I like. And uh, so it's, it's a little bit more involved. I don't right, have the advanced – I haven't been using the advanced tool. I'm automating tool. that. I'm just like – Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've automated my, my process, which takes, you know, over an hour for, for showdown. Sounds like you'd benefit – from Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports for Advanced Players. Where can I find that? Theoryofdfs.com. Oh, interesting. Okay, maybe I'll check it out. And James is constantly working on these tools. So you could he, he, he just sent out an update today. Like with the duplication pr- uh, predictor, uh, the, our original version did, didn't have a, a button to eliminate a thre- the threshold elimination of dupes. Mm. So you could check, you could predict the line, go, okay, Here's the 100 lineups, and here's the estimated... You can put in the projections and the ownership, and then I can cut and, I can cut and paste. I could, like, I, I'm going to copy the ones that are the least duped and move them over, but there's nothing in there like the trimmer, right? Mm-hmm. It just shows you. There's nothing to eliminate the lineups that are too high duped, which is the natural yeah. process, because I'd be doing that in the portfolio trimmer. So he added right. that today of, of in the duplication pr- the predictor itself, you could put in 3,000 lineups, whatever amount of lineups you want. And if you want to say, uh, trim by, uh, trim anything under, trim over 20s. And I'll just whoop, get rid of those, get rid of those lineups. In, in the, in the lineups, in the, the main screen of that Excel spreadsheet, your original lineups are always still in there because you paste them on another screen. So if you okay. ever want, that's why like when I do by, by captain, it's like I do it by captain, eliminate those, and then I could reload the lineups in. I don't have to cut and paste them back in because they're already in the sheet that's there. I just James has a button, reload portfolio. Okay, reload portfolio. Boop, everything's cool. back. So if I nice. smart trim stuff, like if I trim stuff and I'm like, oh, whoops, I trim too much. Well, I I don't have to go back and like re- oh I have to cut and paste my lineups again. It's like it's we made it easy so that there's an insert lineup screen, there's an insert projection screen. They're separate. And then there's the main, the main tab is what you look at. So you should, you should, Neil, our processes tend to be very similar to one another. Yeah. So I, 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 I think, I think you will, you will, you'll find this very useful. I'm sure. I'm sure I will. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Uh, I'm, I'm curious if you ran into, I'm pulling up my, uh, my lineups from Thursday night football, because I was shocked at how duped my lineups were after uh last year. I had a, a very good process for showdown and I tried to replicate it this year. And I, I have concerns that maybe the field has gotten, has caught on a little bit to uh, trying to get unique and building different lineups. It might just be because salaries allowed people to play lineups that they liked that left salary on the table and that kind of stuff that it was just kind of natural for people to make. So how many uh, lineups on Thursday showdown did you play? 150. Okay, so how many under fives did you have? 
That is a good question. That's what I'm trying to trying to find. I don't remember. I know that I had at least one that was like 300 some dupes. Okay, well, that's a mistake. Okay, that happened. Yeah, yeah. But um, I judge, see. I, the, to me, the difference is, is that I judge my my ability to do that by under fives more so than just uniques. Yeah. I can get a, I do too. I, I do 150 too. 150 uniques by playing the the six lowest priced players. That doesn't make it a good lineup. Yeah, right? yeah. That in Agreed. itself. The fact that other people have made the same lineup, right? So it's like a lot good of good signs. Good indicator. Right. Yeah. So like if you have someone two to four, like if you're only splitting first two, three, four ways, okay. Like that, I'm optimizing for that, but not just 150 straight ass uniques. I mean, I'm not playing. Yeah. I think I played 75 lineups on Thursday showdown. Yeah. Okay. And, and did you do, so I, uh, and lineup study typically will show me my dupes. Uh, it is not showing it to me right now, maybe because the contest is so big that they just didn't bother doing that. So I can't actually see, I just remember I pulled it up, uh, right after it happened on, on sports projection and it was shocked at how dupe my lineups were. And I was pretty, uh, unhappy with, unhappy with how they yeah, went. You know, so. you know, you know, another way that you could check that. Do, like, do you have a, a tool for this as well? At the theory of DFS.com and have your own Excel all you have to do is cut and paste the, the contest CSV. You plug it in, and it will show you that. Okay, that's and good for to know. Any user, and you can just type in whatever user, and will show their show. It will show their exact lineups. You can even put the your own projections in there, and it will even add up their salary and project and show like each of their lineups, and then show like under under fives, under tens, under twenties. Okay. Uniques. You could do yay. <laughs> Do you, do you need to write? Do you need to write? We give we give you everything. Right? I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll I'll have to check it out. That's uh that yeah, I uh I, I was happy I, I with think uh I had fifty out of my seventy five. I had fifty seven under fives, and sixteen okay. uniques or something something like that. Wow, that's uh that those but are good I had numbers a lot for, of Bryce for that slate in particular. I had a lot, okay, a lot of yeah. the second tight end that uh, yeah the guy who's on the field I think for six snaps, but uh, <laughs> yeah, which but I mean two, two you kind of well, needed to do that. Two two at well, I mean like yeah. I was playing kind of those but Tutu, at, he wasn't all that contrarian, I don't think, on that slate. Tutu, Bryson Hopkins was, but I think Tutu was fairly owned because Van Jefferson was out, so it was kind of a right, but still five percent. I, I mean, I'm talking about single digit. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. at least okay. I'm playing single digit on plays because I'm also playing. I mean, I had some lineups that left 8,000 on the table, yeah, right? So, I mean, I, I still have plenty of those, and I'm playing nine different captains, right? So, like, but I, but the in, in the my most duplicated lineup. Out of my 75s was one that was duplicated 34 times, one that was duplicated 22. And I think I had like three or four in like the 12 to 15 range. And then everything else was single digit. So if I didn't have an under five, it was probably like duplicated seven times or something like that. I think my mine were, I believe, much. Maybe I I, I don't, maybe I'm misremembering it because I was so jarred by that. 300 plus dupes but i think that i had several that were actually pretty like in the hundreds range where i was like what is going on here and in fact uh i looked at it after the fact i had a uh all all the same players as the lineup that won and it won with uh the the bills defense at captain and isaiah mckenzie in flex and i had those opposite i had isaiah mckenzie in flex and i looked at it i was like oh man i bet this was duped like just a few times because i left so much salary on the table because i played you know the yeah, and it was duped sixty-seven times, so uh, it wasn't. You know, still it would have been you know nice money, but that's not not the lineups that I'm aiming to make. Right, right. Because so, I yeah, mean, I, the Thursday showdown, the chalk. I mean, the chalk hit. 
The chalk it, yeah. Other exactly. than the Bills defense, everything. I mean, McKenzie got a score. I mean, like that was just like chalk, chalk, cup getting everything. Yep. Right. It went as planned. Right. Other than Diggs, other than Davis. playing a lot more than Acres. Yeah. Yeah. I played. I played. I played very little Acres and a lot of Henderson, which was all off season. They were saying they were going to split carries, so all off season I was you know drafting Henderson and best ball and not getting a ton of Acres uh, and. I still am not that confident that Henderson's going to be going to be great this year, but uh, I thought it was going to benefit me on Thursday night at least, and it didn't. I still I lost most of my money. So, <laughs> what are you going to do? Right, just keep on playing showdowns until you win. Yeah, I think that also my my uh, perception of like how much money I need to leave on the table and how unique that I need to get has been skewed by playing so much MMA because MMA like as we've talked about, like you don't want to leave that much salary on the table because you really are. The salaries are fairly efficient. Whereas I think in NFL, because of the correlation, I don't know. I, I think the salaries not because of correlation. I just think the salaries are less efficient in NFL in general. So no, I think it's, you can I don't leave. think it's the salaries are less. The, the, uh, the distributions in one game of NFL football are nowhere sure. near normal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are nor are, are, are not, are don't even, uh, I mean, are not even like within any type of, like it's not even bimodal. Like in 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 MMA, it's bimodal. So it's like okay, one guy wins, the other guy loses. It's like yep. the bigger the favorite is, the more likely they're going to put up more points when they do win because that's on average. When you have one fighter that's a minus million favorite, they're probably going to beat the shit out of Almeida. Just beat the shit out of Anton Turkali. I mean, like that. That's on average. That's what's going to happen. So you're going to see that distribution curve is going to look like almost like an inverse bell curve or like two humps. Yeah. But in NFL showdown, it's like the number one, the player correlations are the player distributions aren't normal and the correlative stuff of the players distributions aren't even normal and they aren't right. even bimodal. So they're like, it's just like wave lines like this. So, so salary wise, like in MMA, it's very unlikely that the top six scores are the six biggest underdogs, but right. in NFL, it could work out that, that the three highest scoring receivers are one K receiver. I mean, it, it, right. It could work out that way. It doesn't work. That's a little extreme. Right. Right. But it's but theoretically, right. It's, but in MMA, it's more likely than not the optimal lineup spends 49, 49, five plus most likely. It just depends yep. on how often is it duped type of thing. NFL, like, dude, we see lineups that leave 5,000 on the table win all the time. I mean, just like, because who says who says that that Allen Robinson doesn't go eight for 120 with two touchdowns? Right. And Cooper yeah. Cup, it still has his eight catches for 70 yards, and that's it. Right. I mean, that didn't happen. Uh, but not at all. It could have. At least yeah. there is there's more of a likelihood, but it's it's much less likely in MMA that that the set that other than this past slate, which was completely bonkers. Uh, you you probably did, you were on vacation. So you probably didn't play MMA over the weekend. I did. I did play MMA oh, over so the weekend. I had, I had an hour there. The three the three fights got rearranged. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I didn't even look at it before the three fights got rearranged, so I had no idea what was going on exactly. Um, but, but really, I mean, you you when you looked at it, you thought it was normal that the the main event favorite. Oh no, no, seventy two hundred. No. I, I knew what had happened by the <laughs> right. time I looked at. it. I knew that it was yeah that it, there was the. Five round fight with a seventy two hundred and sixty six hundred fighter. So I I was aware that there was weird things that happened. Right, uh, and the co and the co main has an eighty eight hundred underdog that's minus plus five hundred. Yeah, play, right. Yeah, that was that was bizarre to me. I yeah, uh, but I yeah, I did not do well on that MMA slate either. Sadly, did you have any success there? Badly. 
No, I know, yeah. I know. I did, I did, I didn't do horribly. Okay, I did poorly, yeah. but not horribly. Okay, which yeah. sometimes is a win. Sometimes it's like okay, right, right. Yeah, as as long as you know, I didn't lose minus ninety percent. It wasn't that. It's like okay, that's fine. Yeah, I don't remember what I lost. It wasn't ninety percent, so right. I guess that's good. Uh, the MMA lineups that I built, use the tools also. Of course, right. You, you got, you, you got. I, I, I think, I think, I think you'll, you'll find it, you'll find it helpful. I'm sure. If you, if you have a similar type of process, but of yeah. course, but like with anything, with like with any tool, the caveat is you can't just blindly trust. Like from a, it, it takes doesn't take anything to account as far as your own like risk tolerance. Sure. Right. Yep. So like, like yeah, sure. If you you could trim, you could do this, you could do that, you could do this, and next thing you know, like on that showdown slate, it's like, dude, how many Bryson Hopkins lineups am I gonna have? Like if if but if you didn't if you just like blindly didn't look and you're like thing you know, you're like oh the slate starts and you're like, and then you after the slate you're like okay I didn't do very well. And then you check, and it's like, oh, you played seventy-five lineups, and seventy of them had Bryson Hopkins in it, right? That who was three percent owned at like four hundred dollars, and you're yeah. like, well, the tools are bad. It's like, no, yeah, right. based on the projections that you put in for three percent owned in these constructions that were less duped, he was the most valuable player in those lineups. So you could have built three hundred more, you could build more, and that just not played as many of those, but you have to actually, you have to do that. Yeah. Right, right. You have you have to actually because there's if you would have put Bryson Hopkins projection at just one point lower, and he already only had like a three point projection or two and a half point projection, you you would have gotten much less of him just by a one point difference. So like imagine importing a projection, uh, that is just off or not updated, like yeah. uh, for an inactive or something like that. Oh. Like yeah, maybe maybe yeah, definitely me now. Yeah. Right, like maybe you you downloaded projection, didn't realize from this source that they're still projecting Van Jefferson in. Right, and then you you wonder why, why certain that your aggregate even is going to be lower on Ben Skroenek, right, or whatever his name mm-hmm. is, and you're not going to get as much of him, even though especially because you're also aggregating the ownership projection, and that's going to go up also. So yeah. Next thing you know, you don't, you have so much two two out well, you don't know what to to do, or you have or you end up with Van Jeff Van Jefferson still has a four point projection because one side has an eight point projection and the others have zero, and you're yeah. like, wow, I have Van Jefferson in twelve of my hundred lineups and he's out. Yeah, it's like don't blame that on the Excel tools, blame that on, blame that on the input. I mean, like that's you yeah, know, you kind of have to double check that stuff. Yeah, don't use tools if you don't know how to use them. Right. I think that's a generally good rule. So, yeah, you, you need to learn how to use the tools before you. Well, that's dive why in. I call the tools. I call them efficiency tools. They're yeah. not strategy tools. They're not going to tell you what to do. All they're yeah. doing is whatever you would do strategically. These help you do them quicker. But other than that, it's not going to do. It's not going to because people ask me about the portfolio trimmer. Oh, I'm just going to smart trim everything and play those liners. It's like, yeah, but if there's a two percent owned guy that that is should be eight percent owned, right? You're gonna get him fifty percent line. I mean, yeah. just like like, which is fine, but just yeah. understand your variance of your portfolio is gonna go a lot back. of risk. That's, that's yep. why you throw it back into the portfolio correlation matrix tool, and you go, wow, my variance factor for Ben Skroenik is like three times more than everyone else. It's like yeah, because you have him in ninety percent of your lineups. 
And it's like, oh, yeah. now that I see that, let me go back and do this the trim again. And let's weed out some of let, let's get some non Ben's growing neck lineups. Like that's the purpose of doing this. You know, just like you would do in Fantasy Cruncher. It's just yeah. that these functions don't exist in these optimizers. Right. They should. Different pro different process looking for the same. I think you and I have very similar play styles. We have this we have the same goals in creating our lineups. Um, but yeah, it's a very it's a much more efficient process than I have. And also depending on the contest that you're in. So like sure. yeah. you could do this for small field stuff, it's just that obviously you're gonna be weeding out lineups that project for way too low. Right? I mean, and your ownership's like you're not playing an NFL lineup with an ownership sum of forty. Probably. Right. You probably you probably may not even doing that in a large field, but how do you cut out those lineups? How do you declump your portfolio that would naturally come out with an optimizer? Well, th- these are these are tools to do it, and it's not it's not it's not a magic not a magic button, and it doesn't even require much Excel knowledge. Even I mean, we we made it as simple as possible to you press a button, you clear it here, you move that, and you cut your cutting and pasting stuff into just make sure you cut and paste the stuff in the right columns. Right, you put the salary in the salary column. You put the median projection here. You mess up the columns, and it has no idea what the fuck you're doing, right? Or yeah. you're you're trying to do way too much. Like the portfolio correlation matrix tool is not meant for six thousand lineups, right? It was only because it it has to diverse lineups. It's gonna it's just Excel isn't built for that, yeah. Right, so it's like people are like, oh, I tried to put in ten thousand lineups. Yeah, no, they're not. Sorry, sorry, it's not meant for that extent right or the lineup simulator we have a lineup simulator that you can put up to 10 lineups with your projections with a floor and a ceiling and it will run the lineups against each other up to 10 so you could run two lineups against each other 2500 simulations which which lineup wins over the other lineup which is the floor which is the ceiling what's the high score you could do that hmm. that's more useful for single entry three max play or cash games and stuff like that yeah. but people were asking well, why can't we do that for 150 lineups? It's like, you know, because if we did that for 150 lineups, you're going to press that button and then you're going to walk away. You're going to walk your dog. You're going to take a shower, right? And that's if it doesn't crash on you already. Like Excel is not that it's not built for that level. We we did up to 10 for. and it, How long how long does it take for two to uh, do 2,500 Zims? Uh, I can tell you how long it takes to do 10. Okay. Instant. How long? Like, uh, Instantaneous, really? A second. Right, right. Cool. But as you add more and more, so like, what is the optimum amount of of twenty? Then if you could do twenty, why not fifty? I mean, like, it just it's the reason why the tools were meant th- the way that they're meant for. Uh, the tools were designed that way is because that's what they would be useful for. So if you're right. sitting, if you're sitting there, why why can't we do 150 lineup simulations? It's like because what was that going to sh- Oh, this lineup wins uh, 0.07% of the time, right? Because it's right. one out of 100, right? Because the lineup did, like, you shouldn't be comparing 150 lineups to each other in that format like right. that. Like, that wouldn't be, this is this is more of the type of thing of, okay, I'm I'm playing three, three max contests, three lineups, and based on the floor and the ceiling, I got tw- 20 candidate lineups to choose from, and... I want to see how the, and 10 of them have this player and 10 of them have that player. Let me see what these, and then you you could weed it out and go like, oh, maybe, maybe this line is slightly better than this lineup. I mean, most likely you could pick any of the 20 lineups and you're fucking fine. 
But if you want something that's even, you want to squeeze out a little bit more EV or something or have a deciding factor, here you go. Or a cash. The, the top, let's say we get in basketball sometimes, right? The top three optimals are like within point point oh five of each other. And it's like a 1v1 and 2v2 for mean yep. pro- for the mean projection. Yeah. Right? And then you don't realize that, like, one has a higher floor and one has a higher ceiling. Well, just put all three lineups with those projections in there and go, let me run 2,500 sims. And you'll see that, oh, out of these three lineups, the second lineup actually wins just a little bit more than the other two lineups because it has it has a higher ceiling, right? It has, like, one, one, no. two, the 2v2, the two players have, like, slightly higher like uh one st- uh, plus one standard deviation outcomes so it's like you may get bailed out a little bit more from there because their floors are about the same anyway so you hmm. go okay maybe even though this top one is 0.3 higher projected mean the second one actually wins more often against the other lineup that now if you're if you're in contests where that matters it doesn't matter anymore because you're both losing to the rake yeah. Right. Good point. So, like, understand, yeah. like, if you're playing against that top lineup in most of your contests, in most of your head to heads, you probably shouldn't even be playing the contest because you can't beat them anyway. But yeah. in the larger double ups and, you know, stuff, if you're, if you're playing 100 head to heads and who knows who takes them, right? I, right. You're, playing, you're playing a 215 head to head against some rando. It's like, most likely, you probably take the top optimal and be fine because you're playing against someone that's playing, you know, a lineup that's eight points lower projected anyway. Yeah. Right? But if you like, if you want to just eke it out, a three man, you're playing three mans and you, you, you know what people are playing, right? Like we talked about with baseball. Yeah. You're going to run projections and go, okay, this is what I think my opponents are playing. One of these three lineups. Well, what, what fourth lineup can I make that beats that lineup out enough of the time that it's worth the three X or five X payout? And, and this maybe, is the experiment that you were doing. Right. Are you still are you still doing that? No, I I'm only okay. one person. I can't do all of the. Things I know you're doing everything. Yeah, you're too busy. Right? And then baseball. Okay. Then we got players in baseball lineups I've never heard of. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lot NFL of that season. Lately. I got to do this. I got to. I can't. I wish I could do it all, but I can't. I yeah. Prize pick stuff and underdog. I got to check baseball. I get lines. it. I, now with NFL too, like there's overlay on a million different sites, and you just feel like I got to chase that overlay. So right, yeah. you're missing out. You right. You got to do everything, and you can't do it. Yeah. I, 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 I cut out some stuff because I wanted to at least do it well. Yeah, I get it. Makes sense. So, so yeah. So, I, I've I've been uh, I've been doing well over here with with the tool. Good to hear that. Nice. I, I just I point this all out because, like, I always I always say I eat my own dog food. I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't have uh, collaborated with with James. On building these tools, because obviously I recorded all the audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, James isn't on it. Uh, not that he couldn't have been, but he did the tools. I did the audio. Okay. Unlike the last yep. time with just 15 hours of audio and it's both of us. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have collaborated with James if I didn't think. Like, it's not like it's not like James said, I want to make these things. It's like, no, we put our heads together and go. I we, we I mean, what tools would be actually useful? Yeah. To to me specifically like to someone that plays seriously what would be more efficient let's not duplicate something that already exists yet we did throw some stuff in for people that may not have access to like i suggest roto tracker but let's say it's like i don't want to pay 15 dollars a month because i don't 
I only play NFL. I only play once a week. I mean, I, I don't have, I don't, my contest history isn't that large. Right. Right. It's like, okay, what can we do in Excel that kind of shows some of this stuff? Is it something that I'm going to use? No. Right. Just a pared down version of Roto Tracker for people who, yeah. Right. Or contest. Don't have the need for Roto Tracker. Like we made a, we made a, like a kind of a mini version of results DB in Excel. Now, if you're playing the main contest in the sports, just go to results, go to Roto Grinders results DB, go to lineup rewind. Yep. All that stuff is there. But what happens if like the problem is is that if you don't play the main con like what do you what do you do? Right? I'm is it playing not there? a $20 three max, whatever, six hundred man contest that like, well, what do you do with that C- well, download the CSV and let Yeah. Here now you can explore the stuff in in your contest, as well as put in your projections and compare other people's lineups to each other. So, like, if you wanted to go in and go, like, okay, I play, let's say you played the power sweep, three max for NFL, and you play mm-hmm. three lineups, and it's like, you have a proje- you have a projection and ownership on your own lineups. Well, this tool, you'll able put those in, insert your projections, right? And is after the fact. And then now you can look at all of your opponent's lineups and compare it to your own projections and ownership and go, oh, like I I played a lineup, you know, with the ownership sum of 82 and a projection of this. And this sharp player played a, one really chalky lineup or really la- not chalk. Like you have something to compare it to, not just the players and the exposures. It's like, what does the whole lineup look like? And yeah. typically from a directional standpoint, if you find that, in uh, your contest that you're playing lineups that are way too low projected in comparison to sharper players' lineups or mm-hmm. way too o- different ownerships than sharper players' lineups, then, you, then you're probably you're either playing way too contrarian or way too chalky. Yeah. But instead of looking at the players and go, well, I had more of this guy and less of that guy. Well, that person, that player, that sharp player had more of that guy and less of that guy. It's like, well, what do those lineups look like? Right. Right? Because maybe... Yeah, they had both of those players overweight, but they were never in the same lineups together. Yeah. Right? Because they kept them up. Like, you think, oh, yeah. yeah. You look at my lineups from yesterday and go, you still had plenty of Barkley. You still yeah, had plenty you of Pittman. McCaffrey plenty and Kelsey, Barkley. Yeah. You didn't play them all yeah. together at all. Yep. And they'd be, oh, you were over the field. It's like, yeah, but not together. Yeah. Right? Right. So what does that tell you? Didn't you look at the actual lineup? Oh, you had a ton of Aaron Jones yesterday. Right? And a lot of sharp players had a lot of Aaron Jones yesterday. Uh, but in what in what types of lineups? Like, right. It, it was amazes it amazed me. I, I checked uh, results DB earlier. Uh, that I'm I could probably pull out and put it into portfolio correlation matrix. What I love about that is that all you need are lineups. So as long as I download the contest CSV, I could just grab anyone. Like I could sort by someone's lineups and just by one player. Sort by one players. Let me sort by. Let me just take all of the Aaron Jones lineups. Take all of the Aaron Jones lineups and then throw them into the portfolio correlation matrix and see what players were most correlated to Aaron Jones. And from just looking, I could do that, but I mean, I was looking through some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Aaron Jones was used more as a one-off than with Justin Jefferson, which amazed yeah. the hell out of me. That so that Aaron that Saquon Barkley was more correlated to Aaron Jones than Justin Jefferson, which seemed to be obvious. Like, 
well, if you play Aaron Jones on one side of the game, you're going to play Justin Jefferson on the other. I mean, like, like why wouldn't you do that? Because it didn't cor- – like, Aaron Jones had less correlation of Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers. Not many, pe- not many people played those quarterbacks. But yeah. it just seemed like way less – I'm not saying that no one played Aaron Jones with Justin Jefferson. All I'm saying is right. in comparison to his ownership in sharper players' lineups, it was much less Aaron Jones, Justin Jefferson than Aaron Jones and – some Michael Pittman and sure. some of the Marquise Brown and Travis Kelsey. And I'm like, like Justin Jefferson really didn't come in as high owned as he was like 12 to 15% owned. Like Aaron Jones came in at what? 15 to 17% owned. It's like, it would make sense that at those ownerships, Oh, well Jones and Jefferson should probably be that overlap should exist more than that combined ownership. And it wasn't. Yeah. I was just, no, that's really I, interesting. I was surprised by that. But that's something that if you're reviewing the slate, you can't tell by just looking at players' ownership and the exposures. Oh, all these right. guys were high, were, were more exposed to this guy and less exposed to that guy. It's like, well, what do those lineups look like? That's the yeah. more important fact, not who's above the field and below the field. Right. Lineups, not players, I've heard somebody say. Oh, oh, really? I've heard it said before, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Josh. Right, yeah. No, Josh just kidding. I, the, 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 the funny part is every every smart, sharp... DM yeah, player, I mean, Josh says it too. Does, <laughs> just obviously that, not included. Yeah. In, in, in multiple different ways. Yeah, yeah, right. exactly. I, I, I say it in the most, compa- I, I, the most efficient way. Yeah, right. Right, lineups, not players. Good way three, of saying it. Three words. You have to spend a paragraph explaining that. I just, yeah. I, it, it started play wherever you want. Play whoever you want. Right. Right, four, yeah. I, I got it down to lineups without players. Yep. I'm eventually going to get Smart. down to two words. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, yeah. You should right, use that At more. that point, it's like, what does play whoever you want mean? Well, it means lineups, not players. So what does that mean? Fuck you. Yeah. Like, if you don't get it at that <laughs> right. point, right? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. That's the pr- natural progression, just getting right. shorter and shorter. Yeah. I don't know what the one word is going to be at the end. I don't know. I... <laughs> I the best I can come up with is die. I don't know, but that's, I don't know if that quite works. Probably something better than that. Quit. Quit. Yeah. Yeah. Probably at that point. Quit. Yeah. Uh, anything else going on yesterday you wanted to talk about? No, I just got, just got home from Boston. As I said, I was uh, on vacation visiting friends, but I did still play both the NFL slate and the MMA slate. So, uh, I just I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to play the MMA slate, and then I just happened to have a one-hour window, you know, between hanging out and then dinner, where I could really focus on those lineups. So, you brought worked your out laptop, well. and you just you know what I mean. I brought my laptop. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna I was gonna play NFL. There was no way I was taking week one of NFL off. I don't care where I am. I'm going to be playing week one of NFL, even money. though it's actually. What's that? You would have been better off taking the week off. I should have taken the yeah for sure. I should have taken the week off, but. Uh, and, and in the end, I actually think that week one of NFL in GPPs, at least this week, did not feel like a week that I felt I had a huge edge. I feel like the real edge in NFL is after this week, people are overreacting to every little thing that happens. And now going forward, it's going to get better and better. Right. Week two is my favorite week. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Week two, especially because everybody's like now everybody says, well, man, I shouldn't have drafted Allen Robinson. Everybody's so down on Allen Robinson. I'm like, yeah, he might suck now, but like. We also have just a one-game sample size. So. Right. Christian McCaffrey, be, dead. Right? Yeah, never going to play Christian McCaffrey Can't play again. Christian McCaffrey, right? He's dead. Saquon yeah. Barkley's back. Austin Eckler, pointless. What's the point? Yep. 
yeah. right? And you just play those guys the next week. Derrick Henry's washed. Yeah, it's right. just, yeah, exactly. It's it's fun. It's fun times now. Right. Or you see a target share, or it's like, oh, or people that don't re- realize, like Jahan Dotson. Oh, he's a thing. It's like he got he got three targets. It just two of them happen to be touchdowns. Right. That's it. That doesn't. Okay. And then there are people like like Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. I don't know. Is there any player that has left more points on the table? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I played him on FanDuel and FanDuel Cash, and I did play yep. him in a bunch of because I played like Mariota Pitts, Michael Thomas type lineups, or Winston. I played Pitts as the Falcon in Saints lineups. Uh and I'm like, geez, two for seventeen or something like that. I'm like Yeah. Like, did someone pl- start in front of him or anything? And then I saw it's like, no, he got nine targets. Yeah. Or something. And he's like like two end zone targets, and I'm like, Yeah, he just doesn't just Quarter, the Falcons are just bad. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably what it comes down to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, uh, you're you're on shows this week on Stochastic. I'm yeah, I'm I'm getting busy now with Stochastic. Not going. It was pointed on Twitter that uh, touts uh, sometimes complain about how much work they have. So I'm, I'm not complaining. But yes, I am. I'm doing a lot of. Uh, be right. I'm writing an article now. I uh, published my first article on Stochastic last week about the uh, Thursday showdown slate. I'll be doing that every Thursday and Monday. I'm a slow writer, so I, uh, I don't enjoy it quite as much as shows. But it's still kind of fun. Kind of fun to publish. I would not. I, I can't. I I've written one article in the history of Roto Grinders. Oh really? It was literally. I, would, the first I guess thing I would have assumed. For Roto-Grinders. It was that they were running a series on like your GP, the, the, the sharp players' GPP decisions for a slate or something. And every week they would feature a new person. And they asked me. And I was just, I just came on board, and there were, weren't many shows available. Eager to like, please. I'll, yeah. I'll say yes to ever anything, right? Yeah. And I, I wrote that, and I knew beforehand. It's like, like, dude, the, the amount of energy and time it takes me to write is just. Uh, I'd rather just not do it at all. Yeah, there's no, I think you would have to pay me so much that it would be un- sure if you pay me this much, I'll do it. And that number right. is probably 10 times higher than you're willing to pay. Yeah. And it's not because of my skill. It's because I just I don't fucking like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It, it is. It exhausts me to write. It takes me a long time. I woke up at like 6 a.m. on Thursday to continue writing. And then I had to do two videos on demand and a show. So I was exhausted all day. But I think going forward, I think that I can kind of use what I've already written as like a shell and just, you know, plug in some pieces right, that are relevant, relevant to that specific game. Yeah. Right. I mean, largely that you can do that <laughs> a lot right. of the time. Just, change so. name. just keep the descriptions. Oh, this guy sucks. That guy doesn't suck. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Just change the name. <laughs> Who will catch? Nobody will catch. Be very simply, just look at the projections. Yeah, right. right. Why is there an article? Just fucking look at the projections. That is that is a section of my article. Right. These are these are the players that project really well. Right. And you could and if you're reading this, is it a free article or only for subscribers? I think it's free. Okay. See that. See that. At least I understand. Like that's that's the that's the lifeline that I give out to the content stuff. It's like if it's free stuff. Fine. Explain the projections to me. Fine. Yeah. I mean, because it's if it's a free article, I can understand. It's like, well, I can't say look at the projections because there you'd have to right. subscribe. You have you to can. pay and subscribe for the projections. So if you yeah. don't have a subscription, well, what are the good plays? What are the good? What are the top point per dollar plays? Type. Okay, fine. I get yeah. it. It's the stuff in the premium that I. That's that's why. Like on, I I could do Roto Grinder shows, the free shows, like. To me, I view the free shows 
as what there should be marketing tools. Sure. Right. So it's that like, is what they are. Yeah. I'm going to say, look at the projections and, oh, well, how do I look at them? Well, you fucking pay for them. I mean, right. like, you don't need me anymore. You know, you just look at the fucking, I'm just reading off the numbers to you, but at least on a free show, I can understand someone asking that. So I could say, right. I can understand. Let's go around the horn in baseball. Let's, I don't like doing this because I'm just reading yeah. the fucking, I, anyone could do it. Uh, and go, yeah, the best point per dollar play is uh, D'Angelo Russell and yeah. then Joel Embiid and blah, blah, blah. And, then, so and it sounds like know. you're like me in that I'm willing to just, people ask like, who projects the best of these players? I'm willing to just say, like, and I, I don't think that nobody's ever told no, me that no I shouldn't do that. There are some. Neil, Neil, I take things very literally. Okay. Right? No one asks who projects the best. Oh, so yeah. Who who's the like best play? Most? And who do you like? Who do you, yeah. Who's your favorite? Sure. That, that doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. If you ask who yeah. projects them, okay, well, let me look at the projections. Now, on a premium show, then I would get annoyed. Yeah. See, that's that. That's why I don't do like the, the, the crunch time premium stuff because do I play this guy or that guy? It's like, dude, you're already a subscriber. Right. You can like, see who projects better. Right. Why am I reading this to you? In a vacuum, this player projects better. Right, better than yeah. this player. And why, yeah. why, would, why did we just waste 20 seconds on this when you could look at it? Right. Right. I could Google stuff for you also. Like, what's the, what's the fucking point? Like, let's talk about overall strategy and stuff like that if you want to lay out something. But to me, that's yeah. that's what I so that's you know, I'm I'm the str- I'm the strategy guy. If you want if you want picks and plays, like I'm not I'm not that I'm not that yeah. person. And but if you want to write an article yeah. that's like yeah. based on our projections, here's the top five plays at each position or so whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Perfectly fine. The, the only thing is that I can't write, you know. The reason why I, I I can't write those articles is because I I I frankly don't care why. But people reading think they need to know why. So like why I would, why I would, they project that well? Okay, right, right. Yeah. My explain of what why 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 is the the number one play uh uh whatever insert player name because he's the model projects him the best. Yeah. Well, why is that? I could probably, I know enough about sports. I could probably, this guy. Vegas scores, I think. Right. The target share is probably going to be there and the defense. They have a total of this and whatever, but that's already in the projection model. Like why am I, that's what the projections say. That's the, that's the approach that I take. That's the approach I take in my style of play. I don't factor in all these other other things, but I know that people like want that in the analysis, but I, yeah, I don't provide it. So I, in the article and I did a projection section where I just basically say, this is this player's salary projection. Here is their uh, boom probability. Here's their, project- I forget exactly what I put it, but I'm just t- telling you what the tools say. I'm not telling you why the tools say those things. Right. So yeah, I take, I'm taking the same approach as you. And right. then on shows, of course, people are like, well, who has the best? I don't know. They, I don't get into, I don't get into the weeds as much as I think some viewers like, and I guess that's just, they can kind of accept that. That's not well, something well, that's part I, of my process. So I don't worry about it. The, the point that, the point that I make, and I, the, the main thing that I, I portray is that it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, so exactly. Because it, it doesn't, if you trust the people who are doing the projections, they have gone into the weeds for you. Right. So you do not need to know why. Play yeah. DFS. Worry more about building better lineups and playing yeah. DFS well. And the more that I go, okay, let me take a look at, well, this guy has a 28% strike rate and he's facing a team with a whatever, like, all I'm doing is perpetuating your bad play. Right. So how can I make you a better player? Sometimes it involves 
telling like if it, if it was important I'd, I'd I would say so and if it's if I'm not saying so that means it's not important but how could you possibly think that that's not important it said that's why I'm a profitable player and you're not right okay that's why yeah. once you figure out how to play DFS well you figure out that 95 percent of the shit that you were looking at and you were spending time on was fucking meaningless right right or just redundant. Right. And if you, yeah, yeah if, if you have projections, you're probably double counting factors that are already in your projections. Right. Yeah. But but yes, it's it's nicer. It's nicer for me to go on Grinders Live or something like that and go, well, yeah, the best second baseman play is whatever. But to me, in the back of my head, it's like I'm perpetuating bad. I'm perpetuating what it is that you should that that this isn't this isn't the core to playing DFS. Right. So why are we spending time? Other people can spend all the time the fuck they want on it. But why am I doing what am I getting out of this? It's not fun to me to yeah. to talk about things that don't matter. Yeah. So let's talk about things that do matter. Yeah. So that's I really agree. where the attitude comes from. It's like I'm yeah, I'm truthfully trying to make you a better player. Right. I actually care about it. I'm not gonna just say to say it. That's why these showdown slates. I told my wife yesterday, I said the showdown shows, I'm not doing as many this year as I did last year. Last year I did like almost every Monday and Thursday. And I, I, by the end, I'm just, I'm the showdown ones are the worst because at least on like a 12 game NBA slate or a nine game MLB slate, like there's so many options. Like, well, you could do this and you could do that. And this makes sense. And probably you don't have to stack against that pitcher because there are tons of options. Fucking the showdown slate. Who's the best play dude showdown dude, bang your head against the keyboard. Look at the lineup. Does it make sense? And they'll go, no said, or do you feel comfortable wagering $15 on this lineup? You go, absolutely not. He said, that means it's a good lineup. Yeah, play that right, lineup. Right. So how how do you analyze it? I mean, that's so yeah. like, well, no. I think this is going to happen. And like, dude, this is, you're playing large field GPPs for showdown? Like, people in the chat sometimes are like, I can't believe you're suggesting X, Y, and Z. It's like, yeah, it's low probability, but that's, would I rather have that dupe three times or do what I think likely is going to happen, do 680 times. Right. And the, the the sad part is that the chat, 90% would say, I'd rather have the 680 dupe. Yeah, the likely. Right. Yeah. Oh, I want the most likely. Oh, even though it's negative EV. Yeah. Right? So, like, <laughs> like, so what am I doing there? Like, I'm spending 45 minutes. I, 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 it, like, yeah. I need someone else on. Feel free. Will, Will, feel free to go off and Sally what. Oh, this guy's because of this matchup and this thing and whatever like that. And I'm sitting here going, I'm playing Johnny Munt in the cap today. They go, what the fuck yeah. are you doing that? Or, you know, some <laughs> fucked up thing. It's like, I'm looking at the bottom. I go, well, well, Dean Eskridge, I mean, he could play, he could play this many snaps. And, and how about, how about playing? I'm going to play the, the, both of the running backs from the same team together. Yeah. And then the defense of the opposite team and then neither quarterback and then, Leave eight thousand on the table, and they look. So these are all things I talked about in my article, by the way. (laughs) I I did a, I did a a projection section, and then I did a correlation section, like correlations that I positive correlations that I think are kind of important, or like things you should think about. And then I did a differentiation section where I suggested things like sometimes I like to play the defense against a quarterback because a lot of people don't want to do that, and sometimes I like playing two running backs from the same team because other people don't want to do that. And you know, so I, I made suggestions like this. It is partially at least a strategy article. Right. But then some people said to you, it's like, oh, so you think both running backs 
could get right. there at the same like you think both these are good running backs yeah like no i don't say that anything. and then people yeah, get right. annoyed when i go i literally don't think about any of that yeah how do you not think about any of that it's like well dfs does dfs end tonight DFS ended tonight. Yeah, I would care a lot about what happens in tonight's game. Right. Right. But if DFS doesn't end tonight, then it's like a poker hand. Oh, I'd love. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get eight to one odds on a four to one occurrence of a flush coming through. Well, do you, do you think it's gonna be a heart? I don't fucking know. Right. All I know is one that it's four. a four to one chance, and I'm getting eight, paid eight to one. Said, so, but what happens yeah. if it doesn't? Co- but, but will it come out? I, I don't know. They said, and nor do I care. Right. Would I like it to come out now? Sure, of course. But I mean, I know what the probability is. And as long as this is not my last hand of poker and I haven't risked my entire bankroll on it, I'll get into these situations like hundreds of more times. Yeah. Over the course of hundreds of more times or thousands of more times, mathematically, like my chances of, as long as I'm playing X amount of bankroll, my chances of getting a profit are like near 100%. Yeah. So does it happen tomorrow? Does it happen Thursday for Thursday showdown? Does it happen week eight? Does it happen week ten? Does it happen next year? Like, dude, like people. If people, you're playing like, Johnny Mutton, your captain, it's probably not happening this yeah, year. Yeah, that's probably not happening, right? <laughs> but people point out it's like I, I, I get, we get some some people in chat that's like, I, I, I watch you showdown uh, every week, and like none of what you says ever happens. <laughs> right. Right. I said said yeah yeah it did, and I I I point out it's like well three weeks ago. The type of lineup I played there, and and last year, then they go wow twice. I said yeah, right. and I made twenty thousand and fifty thousand on those. Yeah, times. exactly. Right, yeah. and then all the other times I lost, you know, four hundred bucks. Yeah, right. Because I'm not playing one fifty, and it's like so. So I got two things right after, out of two seasons. Yeah, worth of showdowns, and I'm up sixty grand. I'm up. I thought about. Grand. I thought about starting my article by making that point. Uh, and I decided against it, but I was going to make the point, count up how many slates I was actually profitable on, which was a, v- a very low number, and then how profitable I was. And then I was like, well, I don't really want to talk about how profitable I was in my article. And I decided against doing it that way, but just to like make the point of like, you're going to lose most of the time. But also, most readers don't really want to think about the fact that they're going to lose most of the time. They want to know how to win tonight. They don't want to know how to win most. So, you know, if it's a, it's a free article, I don't, you know, you can't really assume who your readers are going to be right. i guess you, so you gotta kind of play a little readers. bit of both yeah they're idiots right you're just assuming. a lot a lot of them well they, they're, not, a lot of sharp they're not paying too. for stochastic they gotta be an idiot they might just not have money jordan well then why are they risking that on dfs that's good good point good point i guess okay that's the, the, the that's mind. fair what the fuck are you doing yeah but people can find your stuff stochastic.com yep. uh high stakes dfs podcast you already started this season you got the well, Liam Murphy, Chess Liam, you had Emac on. Yeah, uh, you're you're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, you're really getting down there these days. Once Emac comes on, it's like uh, you're really running out of people now. <laughs> I'm just. It was joking. a great. I know you're joking. I know you're joking. Uh, yeah, it was a great, great conversation with Emac. I had been looking forward to having Emac on at some point, and then e- finally... Emac's probably one of the longest. I would say Emac yeah. is probably the longest term most profitable small stakes yep. DFS players. He uh, he posted a screenshot that included his bankroll or included his DraftKings balance on it. And I was shocked at how high it was because he plays such small stakes. I was like, I just, you're playing like, 
you know, 20 bucks a night often, but like he has a really big bankroll and he just doesn't use it because he also has a high paying day job and just doesn't really want to play high stakes DFS. So, right. Yeah. So that's why like, that's why I was just like Emac. It's like, you're, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. It's like, well, this is someone that could play 20, $20 a night and still yeah, make makes a, decent a lot of money. Amount of money. I mean, it, but of course you're losing 90% of the time. I mean, it's the same, right. it's the same type of thing, but he's playing smart and he's perfectly fine with that. And his yeah. profit and, and he's profitable too. You don't have to, you know, like I did 8,500 on a, on a NFL Sunday. Like that's normal for me, but for yeah. most people that isn't right. right. And then for other people, they look at 8,500 and go only 80, right. I'm, I'm talking to people yeah. in other discord. There are people playing a like, million dollars in a day. Yeah. Look at PK reader. He had, he had that, that screenshot. The, he won the, what? I missed this. The mega millionaire. You saw PK I, reader. I, I missed whatever you're talking about. Oh, you don't. Okay. Uh, he well, won the, did he, won did he win something this weekend? Yeah, this weekend yeah, he did? yesterday. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he won the Mega Millionaire, which is like the, what the twenty five hundred dollar okay. Millie with only like six hundred entries or whatever. Uh so yeah, his his total winning his, his green number was a million whatever. His entry fees was two hundred seven thousand dollars. Yeah, right. He plays three ten ten thousand dollar three mans and all and everything. So it's like you look at that and it's like oh great you six xed. Yeah. Like that's it. You won a million dollars. I mean that. It, yeah. I take the other side money, and say, it, I mean, that, yeah, that's in that's, raw money. He won a lot of money. Yeah. Yes. He so. won a lot of money. Yeah. But it, like, if I see those it, comments on Twitter a lot. Like, Oh, great. Congrats. You five X on somebody who, you know, put in 20,000 and won a hundred thousand. I'm like, no, but that's actually really hard to do to win a right. hundred thousand. I guess if you're playing 20,000 a night. You know, who knows how much right. you're actually winning. But. You go try to win 850,000 in net profit on one night. Yeah, exactly. One day, right. It, it's, yeah, good luck. Go, go yeah. for it. Have some fun. Sometimes the, that, well, that same thing is, uh, you know, people that play high stakes that it's like, oh, they only have a 4% ROI. Yeah, but their right. 4% ROI in raw money is way it's more than your 16% number. ROI of $1 head dads. Right. Right. Yeah. So, because you, you could have a 4% ROI up there because that may be, still be a several thousand a week, no problem. Yeah. Uh, but you could learn about all that type of stuff. Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. Follow Neil Player Q at at Player Q DFS on Twitter. I'm at Blender HD as always, and we're back every week, right? Yep. Every Monday. Every Should Monday. Be free. Lamenting over over losing, right? Are you gonna be you're gonna be the Eric? You're gonna be the Eric of the show. Where? Yeah. You you lose most every week until there's one week where you make more than I've made the entire season. Hopefully that's the goal. That, 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 that's the Eric role. Me, I got, I no. The, obviously the second show that I think second episode was the one that I won the slant two years ago. Yeah. So right. That, that was always fun. Right. It's like, that oh, was a fun look, way to start this show. Yeah. Right, good. There's no better marketing than winning. Right. Yep. But ever since then, it's been like in NFL at least. Yeah. Right. But that's all, that's all you need to do. Right. Right, that's how because it goes. People, because that, that's what the critics would be. Oh, great! You won. You won the nine. You won the slant for fifty yeah. grand. You got lucky once. It's like, yeah, yeah and, and I'm still way profitable even yeah. two years later because of it. Because, like, dude, you don't need to win first place that often, right? Unless you're playing seven million. Unless you're BK reader. Yeah. Right. Then you have right. to win first a lot more often. Yeah. So uh, we'll be back next week, and as always, theory of daily fantasy sports. Get that advanced course. Neil's gonna Neil's gonna get it. He's gonna start using the tools and hopefully not have the same exact lineups as me. But probably not. Uh, probably not. 
Right. Efficiency tools. Be a bad tool if we did. Yes. The advanced course at theoryofdfs.com.